basketball, everybody, and welcome into a special edition state basketball tournament podcast brought to you by the Topeka Capital Journal and John Hoffer, Jeep Chrysler. Joining me today are our local prep experts, city reporter Rick Peterson, area reporter Brent Maycock, as well as five-time Kansas State champion and coaching legend Ken Darting. I'm Andy Burns. Guys, let's go ahead and jump right into it here. The Class 6A Boys State Tournament uh, is going to start on Wednesday, March 8th. At, it's going to be at Wichita State. Uh, I'm going to let you guys just go ahead and take this away. A, a team, a player, a matchup, anything that stands out to you here in the 6A Boys Tournament. Well, I think uh, several matchups stand out. I, I think it's a, a good field overall. Uh, Garden City, the only team in there with a, a 500 record or worse. So I think a lot of the teams that, that should be there are there. And uh, that always makes for a good field. Uh, you know, you look at it, and an intriguing matchup, Lawrence and Manhattan right off the bat uh, in the first round, 3 p.m. game, very first game of the day. Rematch of 2008 when those two met in the, in the state tournament. And uh, so that, sh- that should be an intriguing one with a local flavor for us. Uh, Manhattan had a great year, Centennial League champions for the third straight year. Lawrence, not quite the same, uh, same team in terms of star players like Anthony Bonner and Justin Roberts of the past few years, but um, has had a very nice season with the, the kind of supporting cast stepping up and doing their thing. Uh, you know, Jackson Mallory, all-name player, Kobe Buffalo Meat, and uh, <laughs> other, other guys for that team. So... I think that's a that's a game just from the local aspect stands out to me. Well, what stands out to me is it's not it's a good field, not a great field. And what I mean by that is there's not a dominant team that strikes fear in your hearts like maybe when Perry Ellis was at Wichita mm-hmm. Heights and, mm-hmm. and, and some other years when the Heights is of old when you had all those great stars. But uh, in my mind, Blue Valley Northwest is the team that if they play their game and do what they have done all year, they win that that title. Um, that is my pick. I'm picking Blue Valley Northwest, and I'm picking an all-Eastern Kansas final. I think uh, Blue Valley North, uh, which Northwest has beat twice, and I think the, the margin has been like two and three points. So uh, uh, that's, that's who I'm picking in there. And then I agree with... Uh, I think Manhattan uh, could make some could make some noise. I love teams that have great good point guards, and Trevor Hudgens is a, a good point guard. But they're going to have to they're going to have to get uh, they're going to have to get hot, and they're going to have to play as good as they've had all year to uh, to to have a chance. Uh, Brent, your picks same as me. I, I agreed. I liked Blue Valley Northwest, and I liked Blue Valley North. Even though I didn't pick Blue Valley North to make it the state, <laughs> right. uh, I, picked, I picked Blue Valley. But that just spoke to how good the Eastern Kansas League was this year. We'll touch on that as we go down these classes a little bit. But the Blue Valley Blue Valley North winner, I thought probably was about the second best team in in yeah. Class Six A this year over the long haul. You know, Olathe Northwest got off to a really hot early start this year, and 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 still has a good market, seventeen and five in Manhattan. Manhattan's had a good year, Lawrence. Free State's had a very nice year under former Shawnee Heights coach uh, Sam Stroh. But uh, I just think the EKL is so deep that a team with five, six losses coming out of that league is kind of like a one-loss team. That'll be a recurring theme here as we talk about some other classes, too. But, Kenny, who's your picks? I'm going to both of you. (laughs) (laughs) And and right and all the way with Brent because I – I thought I I had picked uh, Blue Valley to win that over North too, but it certainly wasn't an upset. But yeah. I'm picking Blue Valley against uh, Blue Valley Northwest in the finals, 
And uh, you're talking about that Manhattan-Lawrence. I think it's a great matchup. And I got a feeling Lawrence wins on depth. I've watched Manhattan a lot. And Manhattan's pretty offensively pretty three-person oriented. Yeah. And Lawrence going to guard him a little better than most people have. And Trevor, uh, Huggins, Trevor Huggins gives them a chance against anybody. He's really good. And he's not just good. He's tough. But I, I think Lawrence is a team... I've seen them real bad, and I've seen them. I've seen them beat Free State by 20, 23 the last game of the season. So right. they can be. They're they're athletic. They're not necessarily skilled basketball, but they got a lot of athletes. I mean, they have a lot of guys that that step up and lead them. I mean, yeah. it's not the same guy every night. Clarence King's probably been their most consistent player all year, but. Buffalo Meade has had big games yep. for him. Uh, Jackson Mallory, Noah Butler will step up Chapel, every now. Chapel, most underrated big Chap- guy in the state. Chapel, uh, Cordelbaum gives him Cordelbaum's nice been playing of, uh, real well. The like. assistant coach for KU, and yeah. then Wayne Selden's brother Anthony Selden uh, is as athletic athlete. as yes. possibly anybody yes. in the class. I and mean, aggressive. And so they're they're a team that's they're hard to match up with because yep. you, you can't just stop one two guys. They've got yeah. a lot of guys. Yep. All right, let's go to five A and five A will play on Wednesday, Th- Thursday, boys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah play on Thursday. That's uh, that's one of the most confusing. I liked it. I liked it when all the boys were on one day and all the girls were on. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. But, um, you know, in 5A, I think you, the matchup you look at is the one involving our city team, Shawnee Heights. Uh, you know, the only city qualifier to make it in, in 5A, boys or girls. And uh, they're a team that has had a great year, uh, you know, losing Poncho Freeman to an injury. He'll, he'll try to play, but how effective he'll be hurts them, especially going up against Aquinas, their first-round draw. Heights probably couldn't have asked for a worse first-round draw in this tournament. Uh, Aquinas... Um, picked by many, including probably everybody on this panel, to win the whole thing in 5A this year, and for Heights to see them right out of the bat, and they match up with Heights' strength. So you know they've got a big guy if, if Poncho is playing who matches up with them. They got a point guard who uh, Coach Darting will uh, elaborate on here in a little bit matches up with Trey Brown. So it, it's just a tough first round draw for Shawnee Heights. Well, and and you know it, the mental aspect comes into it too. You've had this great, great, great year and then arguably you know either your first or second best player goes down with an injury and then on top of that then you get because believe me especially in this day and age the players know the other teams and they know Aquinas is darn good and so then you get a tough matchup all that they've got to get tough mentally and come out and say you know hey don't worry about matchups don't worry about injuries and just take it to Aquinas because they got to take it to Aquinas. And I tell you what, if Trey Brown, if Trey Brown plays like he did in the second half Saturday night and just took him on his shoulders, he gives him a chance against anybody because he he's really got my respect over this last half of the year as far as just what he's done, particularly in in big games. But um, I just think you gotta you gotta go with Aquinas. I mean. Hey, they had my vote as soon as they beat Miege twice. So, you know, and then they're playing against, and I, the, off the other side of the bracket, which is a, a balanced 
other side, I like Wichita Heights, and I'm probably going with Wichita Heights based on what Joe Auer has done as their coach and what the program's done over the years. As soon as they walk in a building, they consider themselves state contenders, which uh, which says they a lot. Are. Which yeah, they yeah. Are. And that and that says a lot. And then I like uh, I like Salina Central, and I think uh, you know that's they've got a chance, but um, I just think uh, I think it's I should Eisenhower, based on record, is a team you would like to pick, but. They, I believe, have yet to win a first-round game. Yeah, so they're still they trying got that to get monkey. over that hump. Yeah, they got that monkey. They go in every year as a higher seed and, and get – and they're upset, but they're they're losing to teams that, like, the, I think it was Mill Valley or Cape and got mm-hmm. them last year. And whoever won, I think it was Mill Valley, went on and won the state title. So they, they're having tough draws, but they're also fighting that mental yeah. block. And, and getting this year, they get a Carroll team that comes in – Probably as as pumped up as any team in the state after winning a five yes five overtime mm-hmm. game in the sub state championship game against Capen and in what has to maybe go down as one of the greatest games in state history just in terms of the rivalry involved with that game the magnitude the stage it was on I mean one one oh whatever to one hundred each one oh three one oh two and. And, so they're on a high, and, and I, I don't think anybody's going to be shocked if Carroll wins that first round. Well, and actually, the team that beat uh, um, Eisenhower last year was Kansas City, Washington, that came in with a very athletic team yeah. and just yeah. kind of got them back on their heels a little bit, and they quit going to Matt Pyle, who's, who I think is a very, very good player. But, uh, you know, I think, Kenny, who are you picking? I'm I'm agreement all the way. I, I believe... And I'm picking Aquinas to win it, but if if Shawnee Heights would have drawn anybody but them, they could be playing in the finals. Yes. They could have a chance. I I like Shawnee Heights team, and I think they play really well. But I I think Aquinas is definitely the favorite, and I had them against Capen, and Carroll beat Capen, and I believe Carroll will beat Eisenhower in the first round. So I think you'll have Heights, and again, just what you talked about. Shawnee Heights not have, and I know I went to 13 different state tournaments, and when you first go, you're not sure you belong or you're just happy you're there uh, first round. And I, I think Shawnee Heights may be that, whereas an Aquinas and a Wichita Heights, they're there to win it. They, they've been there, done that, and, and so I think their experience and uh, being there, I pick Aquinas over Heights in the finals. Well, I differed a little bit on my runner-up pick. I went with Salina Central. I gave uh, former Hayden girls coach Doug Finch a little love there. They've had a great season, 20-2. and two. One of those losses to Wichita Heights. Um, so I, gave, I I went ahead and gave Salina Central a little love. But, again, Wichita Heights, if, if they make it to the championship game, and if they win at all, I, I won't be stunned. Now, if uh, before we go to 4A1, I just want to say one thing. If Shawnee Heights does beat Aquinas, they immediately become my pick. I, I, I they would argue that. Would, I would that argue would that. give them the yeah. impetus they need to go on and, and I, win this. I would not. I just so, think they just got yeah. the worst draw you could possibly get. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to 4A Division One. Held at the my favorite event center, the Tony's Pizza Event Center <laughs> yeah. in Salina. Uh, 4A Division One, Kansas City Piper, the one seed. Guys, go ahead and take it away here. I'll just call it the Bicentennial Center for yeah, all time. I'm with you. Tony's Pizza's paying a lot of money for that. Until I, I get handed Tony's Pizza walking into that place, it's going to be the Bicentennial Center to me. But Make a couple phone calls. 
You know, I, uh, again, we'll stick with the Eastern Kansas League. Miege is there. Miege won it last year. I would expect Miege to win it this year. I, I just, the, you know, they're the team I think many considered the best team in the state period kind of coming into the season. I can't remember we, we had them in our Super 10, but I'm sure they were in yeah, the one, two, yeah. or three spot yeah. right up well, there. And, yeah. and they're just kind of on a different level uh, from the rest of Class 4A Division One. I. I yeah. and, and that's with losing – Bowl, bowl. That's losing right, bowl, bowl. Pretty close to right before the season, if I remember. Yeah, right. it was. So, it was very close. But so, uh, that's just that's just taking a, a quarter out of the uh, out of the pot of riches that they have there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've still got Samaj Ray. They still have uh, Jermaine Robinson Earl. They still got. Frederick, Father Guido Sarducci, or Frederick, <laughs> yeah, Frederick Balducci, really or they just got guy after guy after yeah. guy who, and they're just they're just really good and and really good in in probably the worst uh, state tournament bracket that we have. Four of the four of the teams, half the teams in the field, five hundred or worse, which <laughs> doesn't doesn't uh, bring to mind state basketball tournament it brings yeah. to mind mid-season basketball tournament and not a good one at that so um, I, I like Miege I think uh, McPherson Casey Piper are the other teams in the in the bracket that can try to give Miege a run I just don't know that anybody can I picked I picked Miege and McPherson just because again those are the traditional Tradition. powers and, and McPherson give them credit McPherson scheduled Miege early in the yep. season. Yep. Now they got beat by like thirty-three, but that showed you know that shows me that hey they're not afraid to take a loss or two to get good competition. So they're my pick. Although I do really like that uh, Piper, but I'm picking Miege over McPherson. Kenny, who you got? I got Miege over McPherson, but I love Piper. Piper's dangerous. I'm telling you, Piper will pay me age and not be afraid. They'll play McPherson not there. They're a tough. I mean, they get in your face. They play hard, and they're not afraid. They're beat, not going to beat Hayden at Hayden. Yes, and and beat Baser pretty three times. Three this times. Year. Yeah. yeah. And Jalen Taylor, a tremendous player for yep. but what they what they do bring to the table is they bring athletes. They've they got do. a lot of athletes. JJ Letcher was a great football player and is a kind of a role player for them, but tremendous athlete on the football field. Jalen Taylor, like I talked about, yeah, Casey Piper, definitely a very very dangerous team, and and uh, I think I think they'll give McPherson a great run in, yeah. in the semifinals. Yeah. I think that'll be a, a tremendous game. McPherson, another pile, uh, Ben Pile this year. Drew was all state last year. Ben Ben's better. Came, came back from uh, severe burns on his body this summer when uh, he was uh, working with a barrel or something. It caught on fire and it caught him on fire. And he's come back and just had a had a tremendous uh, season. Just a junior, I believe. Yeah. And uh, yep. so you know, Abilene's the other team that we're, we haven't really talked about. Nineteen and three, and came out of the toughest substate that there was. While Migo was there, Ottawa was there. Both of those teams could easily be playing in a, in a state semifinal uh, or even in a state championship game, uh, but Abilene survived that sub-state. Uh, they're just on the same side as Miege, and, and I just don't think they're at Miege's level. No. Yeah, Miege is by themselves. There's no yeah. – the Miege loses, they, they lose. The other team doesn't beat them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. You guys mentioned Hayden. Let's go ahead and move on to 4AD2, where uh, city team Hayden is the sixth seed. They're going to play Rock Creek on Wednesday. Guys – well, think? one, it's a great first-round matchup. Uh, Rock Creek beat Hayden last year in the sub-state final. Rock Creek went on to finish third, and a lot of people think they would have been in the finals and perhaps won it. 
but their uh, best player, Carson Becker. Carson Becker, went down with an injury uh, earlier or mid to that game, and uh, and I think Collegiate's the one that beat them on that side of the bracket, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think they lost whoever lost to Collegiate in the finals. Yeah, so, they did. Hokum, uh, uh, there yeah, you go. But you go. Uh, um, I am not convinced that, first of all, throw out the seeds. Hayden is not a sixth seed. But uh, I, I'm not convinced that Hayden's played as good as they can play yet. And I think they can still turn it up a gear or two. And if they do turn it up a gear or two, they're my pick. In, in, a, in a, You talked about 4A1 not being very good. 4A2 is pretty good. Pretty good tournament, and I, I think I think Hayden, if they play like they can play, they win that. Yeah, I think they're a team that if, if when they play at their ceiling, they're as good as, as just about any team in the state. I think for them to win the title this year, they're going to have to play some defense, and that's not been something that they've tended to do on a regular basis this year. When when uh, they'll, they'll, they'll like go out and score with anybody, and, and we saw that when they – Lost to Shawnee Heights, 185, yeah. whatever it was. it was. But to win this tournament, I think they're going to have to play some defense because they've got some teams that they're, they're going to see that can score with them. Rock Creek has a great player in Martin Votes. They don't have as much to go with them as as they had last year. Rock Creek, they, they didn't. They don't have the total package this year like they had last year. But Martin Votes is a kid that's averaging 23 points a game, capable of going out and, and uh, would have been starting numbers. for Manette and I right now if right. he hadn't transferred from there. He would be Manette and I starter. You get past them, you're probably looking at a Holcomb team, which has has had a great run here with some really good athletes. Connor Van Cleve, maybe one of the best all-around athletes in the state. He's been a two-time all-class 4A Division II first-team all-state football player. He's an incredible baseball player, and in fact, that's probably what he'll play in college. He's a pitcher and just a tremendous baseball player, and Holcomb will be very tough to beat in the semifinals. And then in the finals, I expect they'll face defending champion Wichita Collegiate, which probably isn't as talented as some of the collegiate teams, but they're a team that will get out and play defense, and they'll run 10, 11 bodies at you throughout the game and try to wear you down a little bit that way. So... Um, I think I think the path is, is a, as tough as it could be for Hayden to win the state title, and but like Rick said, if they're playing at the at the level they're capable of playing, it's a path they can they can navigate. With collegiate, we talked about Wichita Heights and and teams like McPherson and Miege fit into this too. But Wichita collegiate, when they walk in the building, they expect to be contenders and expect to win. So you can't ever count out Wichita collegiate. But I just I look at that. Uh, I've been waiting all year for Hayden to play. They came very close at Washburn Rural when they won at Washburn Rural. But if they play like they can, I think we'll see a whole new level. I agree. I, I did pick Collegiate to beat Hayden in the finals. I believe Brad picked Hayden to beat Collegiate. Yep. And I, and I picked Hayden, Hayden to beat Collegiate. Yep. I, I think it's um, – I just don't see anybody beating Hayden. And again, if they do play, they they could walk through it with overwhelming victories. Yeah. Holcomb again, talent, tough, fight. You know, will overachieve every night they play. But uh, you're talking about one of the very best players in Kansas with Hayden. You're talking about another one, six four kid. That everybody in the state would be talking about if he didn't play with Zach Harvey. And you're talking about one of the best point guards 
in the state of Kansas, and you're talking about Division Four two. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Hayden, and and I'm not even talking about Federico at six five. Uh, Kendall uh, Sutton, Kendall Sutton who's a tremendous athlete, and and Levi Brown can come in and score. 15 20 in the drop of a hat so they're they're just way too good for this this level yep the tournament will take place starting on wednesday at emporia at emporia state wide auditorium guys let's go ahead and move to 3a held at hutchinson this week uh that's, that tournament going to start on thursday norton the one seed uh silver lake in that uh region as well marysville hugoton uh, some of those other teams that we're kind of familiar with here uh you know, as three as A brackets go, this is probably one of the weaker ones that I've I've seen in in a long time. Uh, we don't have those dominating Scott City, Beloit, uh, last year Osage City. We just don't have a lot of those really really high powered teams. It seems like this year Norton's the top seed at twenty one and two. But when it comes to state basketball, Norton's not a not a program you think of. Uh, when it comes to the state tournament, mainly because they run into Beloit or Scott City mm -hmm. or, or somebody like that along the way. But, you know, overall, looking at this field, I mean, I think it's wide open just because there's not a lot of really, really good teams. there. There's just pretty solid teams. I mean, teams that have had decent seasons, but there's not one team there where I look at and go, I'd put my money on that team to win because for the most part, it's relatively unproven postseason teams. True. Southeast Saline was there last year, and that might be the only team from last year's state tournament back this year in 3A. If yeah, I although right. Hugoton was, was in 4A Division Two. Now, they've had some losses that I've shook my head about, but they could be. But I'm picking, I'm picking Norton over Marysville. And I, I just like the, I like the way Marysville's played, and I think they've had some good. They got a great player. Yeah, uh, Gabe yeah. Heichel. Or, yeah. great I don't, I'm not sure player. exactly how to say the last name, no. but yeah, great. Gabe's had a great really season. Good. A junior guard uh, can can light it up. And uh, unfortunate that our local teams have to play right off the bat to uh, Silver Lake against the Marysville in the yeah. first round. Marysville came through a really tough substate, beat Nemaha Central, who uh, is a program that is there pretty much every year. And if they're not, it's usually Sabetha, and that's who Marysville beat in the yeah. title game. And Sabetha not as good this year as they have been, but uh, you know Marysville comes out a really tough substate. Hugoton would be maybe my my sleeper pick in the, in that field just because. They, they were really good in 4A Division II last year, taking second. They have a really good player in Zach Leininger. Um, and, you know, they're the team that, that over the past few years, if anybody's gotten Holcomb, it's usually been Hugoton, been right. the team that's got them. Right. So I think of them as a five seed would be a, a sleeper pick. You know, Galena has had some state tournament experience and uh, and could make a little bit of a run at 20-3. and three. Um, But the rest, the rest of the field just doesn't overwhelm me. I uh... – I'm picking uh, Norton over Marysville. You agree? That's, that's what I had. Kenny? Well. I'm taking Southeast of Saline over Marysville okay. in the finals. I, Galena, you mentioned, I know when I coached in 3-8 at Silver Lake, I love to draw Southeast Kansas team. I don't care if they was 28-0. I, I like to draw a Southeast Kansas team. So, And Southeast of Saline goes out and plays. Yeah, they they, they play, go play people. Very you know, good people. Jackson Montgomery, his older brother last year, uh, Easton, I believe, was his name, was a tremendous player. Jackson has yeah. kind of stepped up and okay. taken on that role, and they just got a lot of good athletes too. Yeah. Uh, ben Murray, a great uh, football player, who uh, is starting for them, and uh, they just got a lot of a lot of good parts. Yeah. All right, let's go to two A, which I think is the the best the best class. I mean, you know, for for an overall class, right. I think two A is awful good. 
Yeah, when you look at Hillsboro as an eight seed, I mean, that's yeah. Hillsboro oh, usually, yeah. that's usually one a team I didn't want to play that, that, you all, that you always penciled in. That's right. uh, Hillsboro will be at state. And uh, so, yeah, them as an eight seed, a very deep, deep uh, 2A bracket. And Rick and I were talking about uh, earlier today that 3 6 game between Nest City and Seabury Academy has a chance to just be a, a whale of a game. Nest City, uh, a very good team, has handed top, uh, St. John, which um, is most people's picks to win it handed them their only loss this year Seabury you don't think of Seabury but man they they went out yeah. and played some people this year to yeah. get ready for this and and they beat the likes of Troy they played 6A schools they um, they've they really have stepped up their schedule to get ready for postseason and and they have probably the most dynamic player in the in the field here in Mikey Wyckoff a kid that's that's capable of really lighting things up yeah I picked Sacred Heart who's sitting there at 22-1. and one. I mean, I picked St. John over Sacred Heart, both at 22-1. and one. And, again, I, I pick a lot on tradition, a lot on coaches and things like that, and I pick, I pick St. John. Um, they lost to Ness City, and then they avenged that loss. And, um, but I, I'm, I also really love that, that, that first-round City and Seabury could could beat anybody in the field if they get it going. The whole thing about state is, get, and it's too bad sometimes when you have that day in between because the thing about state tournaments is if you play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you get it going, you know you can really use that momentum to your advantage. So I, I, I think there's probably at least four or five teams in this class that could win it. But I'll take I'll take St. John over Sacred Heart. Yeah, Sacred Heart runner up last year to Jackson Heights, and I really like them too. I mean, they they're a team. When you talk about balance, I think in their uh, sub state championship game, all five starters were in double figures, and that's kind of a common thing. When I do their stats throughout the year, you don't have one guy averaging twenty, but you got a lot of guys between ten and fifteen, and they're really balanced and they can really score now. I don't know how much defense they they play, but they can really score. And sometimes, you know, like on the case of Aiden, when a team that can score gets it going, if they get it going to their to their capacity, they're certainly capable of winning the whole thing. Your pick? I picked St. John over Sacred Heart. Kenny taking Sacred Heart over St. John. Okay, that's a good one. All right, all right, we're down to one A Division One here. That's going to be at Fort Hayes starting on Thursday. Uh, not a whole lot of teams I'm familiar with here, but Brent, I think you uh, kind of familiar with some of I'm teams. familiar with half the field. Uh, we got Class 1A covered from our area with Burlingame, Onega, Hanover, and Rural Vista, which is making the first uh, trip as a combined school when Hope and White City went together about four years ago. I first time they're going together, together as one, and, and uh, a nice story for actually their girls' team. We'll talk about that later, too. They both made it for the first time ever. So, um, you know, you got you got some of your traditional names you see here. South Gray, almost always at State. Hanover, always in the field. Burlingame, a big, uh, you know, kudos to them. They lose uh, Dalton Sporing, their, their standout quarterback and one of their best basketball players, to an ACL in the regular season finale. And they get through a really tough sub-state that included Lebo and Olpe and get to state and for the first time since 1995. So the Bearcats barely excited about that. They get Osborne in the first round, which 
upset uh, undefeated Beloit St. John's, yeah. the last undefeated team left in the state, upset them in the sub-state final. So that's uh, also who knocked them out of the football playoffs this year. So there's uh, certainly uh, plenty of motivation uh, on Burlingame's part for that opening round game. Uh, but, uh, again, the field really good. Uh, Onega 17-6, and six, and they're the number eight seed. And, you know, their 17-6 and six, six record coming from the Twin Valley League means they're a really good team. I'm taking South Gray over Hanover, but it's always hard to pick against Hanover in, in this situation. Bruna High School. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They should just call it Bruna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bruna, Bruna over or something. Yeah, but... Uh, um, I'm giving a slight edge to South Gray. They were in the 2A tournament a year ago, and they've won 16 straight games. And that's that's who I'm going. I'm going South Gray over Hanover. I went Hanover over South Gray. I'm going Hanover over South okay. Gray. All right. Well, our last classification of the day on the boys' side, uh, Class 1A Division 2. This tournament's going to be in Dodge City, and our uh, local team will be Hartford in that one. But uh, I'm sure you're familiar with most of these teams, as you usually are, Brett. Well, don't overlook Axtell, a local team oh, as sure. well. But there you go. Kind of easy to overlook them since they only have six wins, and yet they're playing <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the state tournament. Uh, a credit to a credit to Axtell for getting there. They lost 98% of their scoring off of last year's team, Jeez. had to regroup, and you just can't win being that young in the Twin Valley League. It's just it's impossible to do with that league. So they're probably a little bit better than their 6-17 and 17 record. I'm not going to say a lot because they're still very young. They just uh, benefited from a sub-state that was very winnable for them. But Hartford, a team that was runner-up last year to Attica, started out the season like gangbusters, then stumbled a little bit uh, late in the year, but has kind of got it back going. And Probably not a better one-two punch in the class than uh, Dan and Kistner and Clayton Fowler for Hartford. Uh, Kistner averaging well over 20 points a game. Fowler, a guy that's basically led Hartford to four straight state bursts uh, during his career, just a, a gamer throughout his career. So um, I I think Hartford will make a, a nice run, and, and in fact, I picked them to win, win the turtle t- tournament. Uh, beating Sharon Springs in the final. Sharon Springs, the five seed at 17-6, but also a program that's there every single year and always seems to do well in the postseason. Well, I said in my picks that there's not a clear-cut favorite, and I picked Caldwell at 21-2, and and that's basically based on record. But I picked them to beat Hartford in in the finals. Who you got? I got Caldwell over Hartford. All All right. All right, guys, we'll let it wrap up the boys' side. We'll be back with a girls' podcast as well. You can check that out. These tournaments start, some of them on Wednesday, some of them on Thursday, championship games, all on Saturday. For more state basketball coverage, visit cjonline.com, prepzone.com, and download our PrepZone app for the latest. Thanks for listening.